Welcome to the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast with psychologist Dr. Doreen Downing. Listen in as Doreen interviews people who felt they didn't have a voice or who suffered extreme speaking anxiety. You'll hear stories about how they struggled to speak up, what they did to find their authentic voice, and the confidence they now feel to speak up and make an impact. If you want to get started right away to find your voice, download Doreen's free 7-step guide to fearless speaking at Doreen7steps.com. And now, here is Doreen. Hi, this is Dr. Doreen Downing, and I'm host of the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast. I get to invite people here to tell their stories. Oftentimes, it's a struggle to find their voice, whether it happened early in childhood and nobody really paid attention to them, or if it happened somewhere along the line that they realized they were living a life that was not authentic to them. Today, I'd like to introduce you to my new friend, Leslie Evans. Hi, Leslie. Hello, Doreen. It's lovely to see you. Yeah, and that we get to meet each other in the cyberspace world. And yes, yes. let me introduce you because you sent me some bio and I want to make sure people get to know you first. So uh, you have written a book and you're an international best-selling author of Defunct Yourself. Mm-hmm. Leslie, yeah, Leslie has developed a perfect blend of modern and magical therapies to empower the overwhelmed by teaching how to shed the guilt, find your passion, and live an inspired life. That sure sounds like up my alley and what we're doing today in our podcast. You, your background, apparently, you were a registered psychiatric nurse therapist. Mm-hmm. and a certified soul C practitioner and Reiki master. You bring new purpose and passion for raising awareness, gaining new perspectives and teaching others to shine their light. And you believe like the rising Phoenix that everyone can rise from the ashes of their old life and build themselves stronger to shine their light into the world. Wow, what a wonderful introduction to to give you the platform to share your message with us today. Thank you. Thank you. It's it sounds so, you know, it's funny when I listen to that bio, I'm like, wow, that sounds awesome. Uh, but it's truly what I believe. Everyone has a light to shine, and sometimes they just need a little help finding it. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that's what I love to do. Wonderful. Well, what I do here today, we have uh, some time to go a little deeper rather than just tell me about how good you are today. <laughs> yes, It's more about the struggle. And that's what I think reaches people is to know that other people who have found their voice have had uh, found themselves in a situation where they felt like they struggled. So we could either start way back when or uh, just maybe I'll just ask. So, Leslie, mm-hmm. what about you and your struggle finding your voice? Well, I can tell you that um, really it starts with a, a checklist, Doreen, a checklist of everything I thought I wanted in life. You know, I... Um, as, as a young girl, and I uh, went to psychiatric nursing school, 
and graduated. I got a job in public health. I married my childhood or not my childhood, my college sweetheart. Um, And we bought a house. You know, we we had three beautiful girls, you know, did the gamut. And what happened, Doreen, is as I checked off that checklist, I lost myself. I lost my voice because it was all about the checklist and taking care of all of those things and all of those people on my checklist between my family. I was primary support to my mom, work, working in public health. It was always about giving and, you know, not listening to my own needs and what I, you know, wanted in life. Um, And so, you know, it was over a process of over 20 years that I just didn't even realize I wasn't using my voice. Yes, that's uh, true. I think that uh, you wake up one day and it occurs to you that the slowly, slowly it's been uh, fading or dissolving. And uh, just a quick question. Do you feel like when you were born, you had your voice? Um, you know, I, I am the youngest of three children and the only girl. And so I definitely had a voice, um, in that, you know, I I did have a lot of attention paid to me. Um, but I think that, um, when I got into my teenage years was probably when I started to feel like that voice was going, that's when I started to, um, you know, be the person, be the go-to person. And, and I, as, as I recognize myself more as that caretaker, uh, my needs go kind of last or those kinds of things, I began to use my voice less and less. Uh So in terms of caretaking, who needed caretaking in your family early on? Oh, early on. So um, I would say, you know, when my parents separated when I was a teenager, um, I, again, was primary support to my mom, um, who had a really tough time with that transition. Um, And so I looked out for her, Um, you know, and my friends. I was always the go-to person with my friends. If anyone was having challenges, they usually came to Leslie. Um, and it, you know, that's it's no surprise that I went into the job that I did because that's just what I've done. Yes, I understand totally. <laughs> I was the oldest of there were only two of us, my sister and me, and I our divorce, our divorce, <laughs> my mother's divorce was early on, like uh, when we were five years old, five, six years old. But I, I know what you mean about becoming aware of something pretty drastically changing around you. And then there's kind of a calling that you've got to meet. And no matter what, even if it's sacrifice yourself, you have to step in. Mm -hmm. So I totally understand what you just said about being a caretaker for your mom. And I would say, because you are so delightful (laughs) and have (laughs) such a heart, that that's probably one of your gifts that you are somebody who has a healing nature and uh, responds to the call for care. And you just have to make sure you're caring for yourself too. Right. Right. And, and, you know, and that, and, and 
you know, I know we're going to go into how this changed. And so, you know, when we, when we get into that, I'll let you know where my awareness came in of that and why I feel like it's so important for people to find um, their own voices in, and um, their selves in this whole caretaking world, because we so often take that on and put ourselves back, uh, put ourselves last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the checkbox or checklist that you talked about when we first started is, uh, I can also relate to that getting the PhD check. And then finally, it's like, okay, marriage, because it was not marriage first for me. And Mm -hmm. it was, okay, next is marriage, but it took a long time for me. And I think that uh, what you just said about being a youngster, getting married, and I think college is young. (laughs) College is really young. Right, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. How how do we really know ourselves at that at that age? And then you having children and going into healthcare and um, any other memories that you can share with us about not having had a voice. You know, um, as you as you say that, it comes to me in in the profession that I chose, uh, which is um, for me. Um, a, a calling at that age um, in psychiatric nursing. And, and I worked most of my career as a therapist in psychiatric nursing, but there's always this piece of um, uh, it doesn't matter how much experience or knowledge or anything like that. There's always the doctor that has the final say in what goes on or you know, we meet with the clients for hours on end and we give all the information and yet um, the next step can't be taken. And that's a system thing. The next step can't be taken until it's doctor approved. Oh my gosh, that, that speaks to authority. What authority do you really have? And here you are totally involved, engaged, and probably bringing your your wisdom to the moment, but it can't be, um, you can't, nobody's listening except to the doctor. Wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very interesting. And, and that, you know, there's many doctors who are wonderful and give that recognition to the nurses and know that they, um, know the, the, um, the importance of nurses in, in the system, but ultimately in the system, the medical system I'm speaking of, the doctor is the one with the authority enough to make those final decisions, no matter what the recommendations are of the people that are working with, with these clients all day, you know, or, or throughout months and, and sometimes years. Mm. Well, I, I know we'll jump to it in a minute, but I'm just mm-hmm. thinking about the difference between having your own wisdom, your own say, your own knowledge, your own interaction, your own involvement with somebody, and then being able to be the guide and to be the one who helps people as opposed to, you know, people thinking, oh, the doctor knows best. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. And, and you're right that that has been uh, a big part of my transition into what I'm doing now is, um, honoring that knowledge and that experience and um, and being able to walk away from that system that is so uh, medical oriented and, you know, the doctor makes a decision to 
being able to honor the, like I said, the wisdom, and you said the experience, the knowledge, um, the magical, uh, you know, and being able to share that with the people that I work with um, in order for them to move forward and, uh, you know, not having to have that, yes, that's okay, or no, that's not okay. Yeah, a word comes to my mind as I'm listening to you is trust and the relationship between you and somebody who's bearing their soul to you and uh, needing help. And there you are right in front of them being a listener that receives them and they feel trusting in you. Yet uh, in that profession, as you've described, uh, you've got to who do you trust the doctor or the person who's been with you for weeks and months and a long, long time who really knows you deeply? Mm-hmm. What a, what a bind and a dilemma and what our system um, gives to people who have to move through it. And, uh, mm-hmm. but it's luckily that, lucky. I think that some of those folks met you along the way on their path. Uh, you know, I I often speak with a colleague that I worked for with for a long time, who's also kind of moving out of the the system piece, and uh, you know, we were able to be there for each other behind you know behind the closed doors to encourage each other to know the incredible um, difference that we've both made to those clients that are going through um, a system. Uh, you know, that is, there There are a lot of good things about the medical system. And then there are some things that are um, challenging. And uh, so we've been able to make that difference in that system. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about growth, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> and what's the most nurturing environment for somebody to grow? And I we can go back to you and you being a person who over time needed to grow, you know, you Mm -hmm. outgrew the medical system. Say a little bit more about the dawning of awareness. Yes. Yes. So I can tell you the first dawning of my awareness started when I was having, and I have three girls. (laughs) So um, is when I was having a conversation with my eldest daughter, she was 16 at the time. And she was having some troubles with a boy where she was, um, you know, um, she wasn't singing like she loves to do. She wasn't dancing. She was making choices and doing things maybe she wouldn't normally do to be with this boy. And I can remember having a conversation with her and I gave her the great advice any, you know, mother would give to say, you know, if they love you, they will support you 100%. Don't change for everyone or anyone. You are important. Your voice is important. And, you know, I left and I know she felt better after we had that conversation. But what dawned on me, Doreen, is what am I modeling to my girls? by putting myself last behind putting my priorities last both personally and professionally um what am i teaching them i don't want them to learn that life is about self-sacrifice and that they're not allowed to speak when things aren't right um and it really dawned on me and look and i'm getting little goosebumps this was you know it was <laughs> you know it was quite a moment Doreen. and um 
And it set about a lot of changes, a lot of changes for, for me, for my girls. Um, and, and it was after that that I really sat down and really thought about my voice and, and what was important to me. Um, and um, it, you know, it said about me and my husband of 21 years uh, separating and deciding to end our marriage because we knew what we were doing to each other wasn't good. Never mind what we're doing to our kids. Um, and, uh, you know, a new life of discovery, discovery. And Doreen, here's part of what I think is really important. Um, for people to know is that you can start that process of starting to find your voice, find your importance, and you can go back to old habits again, you know, even in this process, because I say that, you know, I know that that was the, the moment that started that change, but there's a moment that I remember even more clearly that I was running around making sure my girls were doing okay after the separation. I was taking care of my clients. My mom was doing okay, all of that. And guess who I wasn't looking after or listening to, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I can remember um, I went home for lunch um, and I, I don't remember what it was and it doesn't really matter. I just remember it was sort of that straw that broke the camel's back. The overwhelm came in. I was the go-to person. I'm the therapist. I'm the one that fixes everything, right? And I just remember this overwhelm. But I had to go back to work. So I drove back to work. I did my three and a quarter hours that were left at work, took care of my clients. And at the end of my shift, I couldn't find my keys. Uh -huh. You know, I was just like, oh, like, where are my keys? They're not in any of the spots. And I can remember walking out with my head down thinking, well, I hope my, I hope my vehicle's there. Walked out. Not only was it there, Doreen, I had left it running oh. for those three and a quarter hours. I just left it running. And as I got in, and if you can picture this, just putting your head down on the steering wheel and taking a breath. And it was in that moment that I realized that I was as empty as my gas tank now was. Yeah. And it was that awareness of how far I'd allow myself to go to empty that started the next part of that change. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I was a therapist. I knew all the steps I needed to take. I help people with that all the time, but I wasn't taking them myself. Um, and I also knew there was more to healing than just the steps that, you know, we take in, in regular therapy, there was more to it. And so that's when I set aside, um, to be able to start looking into mentoring and some teachers to start looking into the more alternative healing mm -hmm. things like Reiki um, angel hearing, healing. Um, I learned about that Kashuk records, um, and just about energy and intuition and all of those things. And, um, what I learned is that this is where the true healing begins. Mm -hmm. And this is truly where my voice started to come out when I started to trust myself, mm -hmm. trust my gifts build that confidence in my gifts. And then I was able to put both of those together, both my worlds together. 
Oh, this is so wonderful just to follow you on your journey to the more. <laughs> and I get the sense that there was a, a window that you were looking out into something that was expansive and so new. Uh, you know, I know you talk about the light, but it was like the light drew you and there you there you went. You know, and I did. And and there is that saying that says when you're ready the teachers appear. And it's so true as you allow yourself um, to start to connect and become more aware of yourself and your, you know, your inner being, your heart, your spirit, your higher self, um, you know, the teachers become available to you. Um, and uh, so it's, it's an incredible um, transition and an incredible um growth you know this is what we talked about how did you grow to there mm -hmm. it was just me being open to it mm -hmm. and willing and yes. willing yeah i mean you could be open but too scared to take that step and it feels like all along you took another step and then another step <laughs> and then that day in the car another another uh wake up another knock knock there's more exactly exactly and i'm gonna say doreen there's a lot of little mores along the way to say you know we think we kind of got it and then there's this next knock knock that says nah, you're not quite where where we're ready for you to be so let's keep moving right that little that little push in the right direction if you're open and like you said willing Yes, yes. Well, uh, on your for people who aren't actually seeing you and they're just listening, yeah. on your background you have Rise of the Phoenix. Let's mm -hmm. start talking about what that means or how you found and did that. Uh, Rise of the Phoenix is my company name. Rise of the Phoenix Healing, and um, and so for me, the Phoenix is my spirit animal. And it wasn't long after I separated that I actually got a tattoo of the Phoenix on my on my shoulder before any of this even I can't say even started before I was aware of it all starting. Um, and so the Phoenix for me really signifies the the ability for all of us to rise to rise from the ashes. Um, and we can rise as many times as we need to. It's not just a one rising, it's as many times as we need to, right? Um, and so uh, Rise of the Phoenix is my company because it really uh, speaks to what I believe about people, that everyone has a light. Everyone has a light and we just got to shake off some of the dust sometimes. And, and really start to get our know ourselves, to become aware of ourselves and aware of the incredible opportunity in the universe um, to be able to shine our light. And you know what, Noreen, as we start to shine our light, we start to encourage other people to look for their lights too and to shine their lights. And it's an incredible thing that happens around you when you start to shine your light. It's scary at first, though. Say more. <laughs> It's scary at first to start shining your light, um, especially when it's been a long time since you haven't allowed that light out, right? Because um, people will start to say, you're not in that box that we put you in. 
you don't, you know, that's not how we, we envisioned you or how we saw you or how we knew you. You're changing. Absolutely, I'm changing. I'm changing because that's what's the amazing journey for me and what's best for me. And that's how I get to put my voice out there is by changing and being that light. But at first, you know, like I said, in that medical system, I couldn't have this part of me. And so shining my light also meant that it was moving a lot, moving on from this job that I had for over 20 years, 25 years. Um, and taking those risks along with it. And I'm telling you, it is amazing when you allow yourself to shine your light. Yes, it's interesting today as uh, I listen to you that your light, I mean, I think sound has a lightness in it. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like it's light is energy and your energy is coming through to those who are listening only, who don't get to see you and get to see your radiance. <laughs> And so thank, thank you. you. Anything else? I would love to have people have an opportunity to catch up with you. Where do they do that? You know, um, you can go to my website and I think that will be in some of the notes here, but it's riseofthephoenix.org. Um, and you can go there and you can check out what I'm doing. But also, if you would like a little uh, consultation, a little 20-minute intuitive guided session, there is a link on my website that says book a call for free. You can book that and we can have a chat. I'd love to chat with you. And in fact... I had a chat with you, and that's how we met. You mm -hmm. uh, were with me for 20 minutes, and I asked you, well, what are Akashic records, really? And you said, and this is what made me, made me realize what the depth of it is, is it's the soul's, you know, the soul's print on you and what you're coming into this life with so uh that that whole deeper what you know people who book even in 20 minutes you can go very deep with uh leslie so i want to i want to point people to you thank you thank you it's an incredible gift being able to uh study the akashic records and being able to help um those that meet with me uh, to be able to give that, it's just a, a deeper insight into what's impacting your life now um, by being able to have that insight from where you're, the, the, you know, your soul's journey, where it's gone before um, and to have that deeper insight. So I, um, I appreciate that. Appreciate you giving a shout out for that, Doreen. Oh, yes. Well, I always love the inner journey and finding out more of who we are and uh, moving closer to the essence of who we are. And that's mm -hmm. why I call my, my business Essential Speaking, speaking from the essence of who you are. Thank mm -hmm. you so much for sharing your voice today, the essence of who you are. It's been my pleasure and my honor, Doreen. Thank you for being with us today for this episode of Find Your Voice, Change Your Life. Each person during interviews shares what has helped them find their voice. You can learn from these guests and find your voice so you can be confident to speak up and speak out. And remember to download Doreen's free 7-step guide to fearless speaking at Doreen7steps.com. We hope you enjoyed the show and will return next time. Until then, goodbye for now.